0: One year ago, a sweet eight-year-old girl named Fanta was shot and killed by police right outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in a town called Sharon Hill. And we've pressed and protested and demonstrated for this sweet young girl and her family. But the police have a strategy to get away with this. I want to tell you about their strategy and give you an action step that'll help us push back to make sure that not only are these police held accountable, but that anybody protecting them is held accountable as well. Let me unpack and explain it. We need to stand up for this young girl and her family. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The Breakdown. The Breakdown. breakdown. The, 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 The Breakdown. Many of you may already be familiar with this case. It's one of the most infuriating, blood-boiling cases of police violence that I've ever heard of. And the name Fantability should be a household name. And this case should be the case that we all know. It's, It's that bad. And... There are so many reasons why it should be well-known, but for so many other reasons, it didn't catch on the way it should have. And I continue to be frustrated by it. I've come to know and love and support the family of this sweet young girl who was just eight years old when she was shot and killed by police. And I want to tell you, A a strategy that police and their attorneys and their supporters are using to try to get them off from what they did. Um, For those of you that aren't familiar with this case, just about a year ago, young Fanta and her family, her mother and her siblings, and, and even extended family, were at a high school football game. And at that game, Um, This was, I wouldn't say still during the height of COVID, but we were kind of in a different phase of COVID. Uh, At that game, uh, there was a crowd of people leaving when it was over. And as people walked to their cars and went home, police claim that they heard shots blocks away from the football game. Now, not even on the same block where Fanta and her family are driving in their car, Fanta and her family, who have nothing to do with the shooting. They don't know anybody who fired shots. They don't have guns in the car. They're not wanted for anything. They have zero to do with whatever police heard blocks away. Fanta's family leaving the football game are in their car driving and police see them and begin unloading their guns into Fanta's family's car, shooting and killing Fanta, who literally died in her mother's arms, shooting her sister, who was also a child and shooting other innocent bystanders as well. Again, whatever shots the police heard blocks away had nothing to do with any of these people whatsoever. None of them were armed, none of them were dangerous, none of them were suspects, police, for whatever reason. A- and I, I have studied this case enough to see a, a trend that I see in a lot of shootings. All it takes is one police officer being spooked and begin shooting, and then all of the police officers around them will begin shooting. This is a familiar trend in police shootings all over the country. So, Fanton and their family driving slowly in their car, leaving the football game. Police see them and begin firing into the car and have never offered any reasonable explanation why they did this. And at least one officer begins firing, all the other officers begin firing which in and of itself should be patently illegal. Just because an officer fires doesn't mean there's actually, you, you should ha- actually have to see some kind of danger. And so they fire into the car, shoot Fanta, shoot her sister, shoot other innocent bystanders, and Fanta dies of a police gunshot. I'm looking right now at a Washington Post article right after the shooting where it says an eight-year-old dies in a shootout at a football game. No, no, no. no. There was no shootout. That never happened. Like, they should delete or correct that article. Never happened. And in the months after that article was written, we now know that that was false. There was no shootout. There was an unrelated Firing of a gun blocks away where we don't even know. I don't, I don't believe anybody was even hit by those gunshots. An unrelated firing of a gun blocks away and the police get spooked and start shooting and killing people who had nothing to do with it. That's what happened. It was not a shootout. And thankfully, local prosecutors there char- charge the officers. With manslaughter and I believe uh, reckless endangerment, I'm okay with those charges. I wish they were stronger, but the prosecutor believed that that's what he could convict them on. And uh, I've talked to this prosecutor, and, and I I believe he's sincere in wanting to convict these men. And they were then fired, but they have mounted a vigorous defense and here is the primary strategy of their defense and in a moment i'm going to ask all of us to take some action steps to make sure this doesn't happen police are saying you can't charge us with killing fanta because you can't prove which one of us actually killed her in other words all of us fired our shots at her And any one of us could have killed her. But because you have not been able to prove which one of us did it, you can't charge any of us. Now, I understand that defense. Um, If I was the defense attorneys for these police officers, you throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. But in any other case other than a police shooting, That defense would never work if, let's say, me and my friends go to a neighborhood and fire our guns at somebody and kill an eight-year-old child. But you can't prove which of us killed the eight-year-old child. We're not getting off. (laughs) Like, we're not going to be like, hey, any of us could have done this. So you can't charge any of us or convict. No, no, no. It doesn't work that way. They're going to charge all of us and convict all of us. Typically, that's called felony murder. But the reality is that these men all fired their guns recklessly, all contributed to the situation that killed this young girl. And no matter which bullet killed her, they should all be charged. And they're lucky they're just being charged with manslaughter. And again, here's the thing. If it was me and you that did the shooting instead of police, this wouldn't even be a question. If me, you, and some of our friends went somewhere and one of our friends shot somebody while we all stood there and watched, it's likely they would charge all of us. In fact, At first, they were trying to charge young boys who had nothing to do with the shooting to charge them with crimes. Here's what's wild. Those young boys literally had nothing to do with the shooting, but they were claiming these young boys fired their guns blocks away. And so it's like, okay, you're willing to charge those young boys with killing her, even though none of their bullets had anything to do with it. But you want to question The officers who actually shot at this family and killed an eight-year-old child, one of the youngest people ever killed by police in the history of this country? No, we're not going to have it, which takes me to our action step for today. Action. 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 Steps. Take action. 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 Steps. Our team at the Grassroots Law Project has created what we call a super petition. And the reason we call it is most petitions, when you sign them, that's it. You sign the petition and your name's on there, and that's not terrible. But most of those petitions are what I would call email grabs. They just need your email address. They just want your email address. And a lot of times they package it and sell it to other people. That's not at all what we're trying to do here. In our super petition, when you fill out this petition on behalf of Fanta and her family and their community, when you fill this petition out, it will then email every single person connected to the case. Not only that, we are creating a unique phone number, and any of you who've participated with our action steps over the past few years know how powerful these tools are. On the phone number, and we're going to post this phone number on my Instagram We're going to post this link to the super petition on my Instagram account. And if you receive our emails from Grassroots Law, you'll get that as well. When you fill out the super petition, it will immediately email everybody connected to the case. And when you call the phone number that we're setting up, it will then immediately begin calling every person in every office connected to this case. And I'll be there on the line talking you through it. Right now, what you can do is go to Instagram and click the link in my bio. Now, as I record this, it's early Friday morning. I might not have the link in my bio until the afternoon. So please check on Friday afternoon for the link, and I'll be sure to have it there, all right? Let's show up for this family. Please, everybody, sign the super petition Please everybody make some phone calls on behalf of this sweet family. Love, love, love and appreciate all of you. Take care everybody. Break it down. Break, 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 break down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week we talk about wealth management, personal finance and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day, we're entrepreneurs by night.